call is now being recorded. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Reggie Bullock, and this is the This Is Recorded podcast. I am here with a uh, family, uh, my cousin Carl Blackman. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of comic book talk and movie talk for you novice like me. I thought I knew a lot about comics, but in speaking to him for just a few minutes, I knew I knew I didn't know shit. So um, we're going to get into Infinity Wars. We're going to get into all kind of comics and stuff like that. But mainly we want to stay on Infinity Wars because that is the talk of the town. And yes, it might be some fucking spoilers, so don't listen if you don't want no spoilers. But I met a lot of motherfuckers recently that don't care about spoilers, so please listen. But um, he is a, a cultural architect, is what um, the legend himself is, and he's just an awesome dude, man. He got me into collecting comics at one point. Uh, he introduced me to Spawn, man. He's just an overall good dude, great father, brother, son, man. And, hey, uh, Carl's just a special dude to me, man. We may be gone for a little while, don't talk, but, hey, every time we speak, it's like uh, it was just yesterday. So, Carl, Carl, please introduce yourself to the people. What's up, people? How y'all doing out there in Radio Land? Let's, uh, let's get this popping. So, what's up, Reg? How you been, man? Hey, man, I've been fucking crazy. I've been watching, like, you know, Infinity Wars, and then it was crazy because at first I was like, I don't know what to think of this movie. But then when I seen it the second time, I was like, this movie's fucking amazing. So I'm like, yeah. damn. Like, I need to speak hold to somebody who really let's let, let, Let's hold up. So uh, this is probably where we're going to get into that spoiler talk. So, uh I'm just letting y'all listeners know if you didn't if you didn't go out and see Infinity War yet, if you didn't go out and see Black Panther yet, if you didn't go out and see pretty much the last 20 years of Marvel movies, they're out there. You should probably go see them. They're decent, most of them. Even the trashy ones Definitely. are still pretty decent. But uh, but yeah, man, Infinity into, War. We, wow. Yeah, before we get into that though, I want to know. How did you get into comic books? That's like the number one question. Same way most people did of my age, X-Men, the TV show. <laughs> I found that oh, when X-Men came on TV, and I was just like, wow, these are things. Like, I knew, like, every kid knows about Spider-Man and Batman and Superman. Like, you hear things, but it's it's rarer to buy a comic book and sit down and be like wow this is a comic book that i can read and these stories are here so i found out that it was a book and i was like oh cool so the first comic book i ever bought was robin it was from the marvel from the dc robin um mini series that came out where they were just kind of filling in um i don't even remember what issue it was but they were kind of rounded out Tim Drake's story during the time when Batman broke his back and everything. They gave him a miniseries, like, leading up to it and, like, shortly after it. And I was like, oh, wow, these pictures are amazing. Superheroes are cool. And this story is crazy. Like, I can read, I can read, which all the teachers at the time, I was in fourth grade, so it was like, all, all my teachers are like, you should read more. And I'm like, wow, I could read and I could get, I could have my cake and eat it too. So I immediately just gravitated toward it. I was like, oh, and then I found out it was something that I could do. I didn't realize, because when you're young, you don't realize that these are people's jobs. 
that they're doing to make all this. So it's somebody's job to sit there and draw pictures and, you know, write for these things and, you know, color these things. Like there's a bunch of different jobs that go into it, but it's something that you can, you yourself can do. So, excuse me, you may get ideas and, you know, those ideas you, you can put into fruition and you don't necessarily need anyone to do that. Like, even if it's just for yourself, that's, that's something you can do creatively that nobody else can do. And so I immediately gravitated toward that. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then from there, it went to anime and so on and so on and so on until now I'm just buying so much. <laughs> buying so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, becoming a, I don't like to word, use the word addict, but I'm like a, a frequent purchaser of uh, comic book and anime things. A fan. <laughs> You know, words words are very hurtful, so be careful how you use them shits, pretty much. Pretty much, but, like, with an addict or anything, you, I mean, the word fan is short for fanatic. So when you call yourself Ooh. a fan of something, you're calling yourself a fanatic, it's just shortened so it doesn't sound so bad. So just by calling yourself a fan... You're pretty much saying, yeah, I'm addicted. <laughs> this is my crack. Okay. This is what I need. <laughs> so so if you have to pick your favorite, I know it's hard, but who's your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero? Yes. I mean, yes. it started out, like, I, I could give you the rundown. Like, right now, it's, uh... It's probably Black Panther right now. Probably Black Panther right now. Like, because it's fluctuated. Like, over the years, like, I started out loving Spider-Man. Spider-Man was my my favorite comic. And then Spider-Man went over to the X-Men because I started picking up X-Men more. Then it was Batgirl. Then it was Captain America and Deadpool. Like, equally, Doctor Doom was one of my favorites. Like, right now, Black Panther. Black Pan I got put on to Black Panther around 2012. Like, I always, but I didn't really start investing time into him and finding out cool and influential he was in 2012. I mean, it's 2018. That's not too long ago. And this guy's been out since the 19th. He predates the Black Panther Party. A lot of people don't realize that, that they actually called him Black Leopard for a time. Because the Black Panther Party came out and the negative incantations with the ad actually dropped the sales books, the book sales, and they had to change it, or it changed the name of it, of the character for a little bit. Wow. Yeah, because I, I heard about that. And um, I could ask you, is there any truth to the rumor that when Stan Lee or the other guy, I forgot, Kirby, Jack Kirby, I think his name is, is there any truth that they wanted to make Magneto as Malcolm X, their thought process, and that um, Professor Xavier was more of a Martin Luther King in their approach towards their people. Is there any truth to that? Room? That is all the way 100% true. Like, they they wanted to talk about racial, but they needed to do it in a veiled way, so they came up with the concept of mutants and used that as an allegory for racism. Like, Professor X is Martin Luther King, 
Magneto is Professor Xavier. But back to the Black Panther thing, that's the really cool thing they did is they looked around and said, there's no black superheroes. And, you know, why don't why don't we give black people a superhero that they can look up to? Now, this is in the 60s. This is this is dead in the 60s, early 70s. They sat there and said, let's give black people a superhero who's not a criminal. He's a king. He comes from his own nation in Africa. They're not poor. They're the most technologically advanced society on the face of the planet. He has his powers, his movesets and whatnot. And in his first appearance, what does he do? He defeats the Fantastic Four, which at the time was their flagship book. Like, Fantastic Four in the 60s was what Spider-Man is today. Fantastic Four, for people that don't know, saved Marvel and saved comic books. Him creating that, because not to cut you off, but I watched a documentary on Stan Lee, and he was saying that at the time they were struggling because they did a study at that time that um, they figured out that juvenile delinquents, one of the things that they did often was read comics. So that really made them suffer. So he said his last hope and wish was creating Fantastic Four, and that really helped their stock. Like, did I misspeak on that, or is that true? Um, with a few caveats. Like, what happened is Timely Comics was putting out a lot of monster comics and stuff at the time and detective stuff, and that's not what was selling. You know, Superman had come out. You had superhero books, but excuse me, but with true crime comics and monster comics and horror comics, that was the bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Superheroes were fairly new. Like, you had Superman, like, Superman wasn't even selling that well at one point. Like, Shazam was out selling, um, when I say Shazam, I mean Captain Marvel. For all the nerds out there, Captain Marvel, also known as Shazam. So Captain Marvel was outselling it by, and that was by Fawcett Comics. Fawcett Comics came out and they were like, give me Superman and all the Superman without the Superman. And they made Shazam. And so he started outselling them because kids were buying his comics because it was like, oh, 12-year-old Billy Baston turns into Superman, essentially. I can't be Superman. I can't get lost from outer space, become an alien, and grow up in Kansas and have superpowers. But I can be a 12-year-old orphan and turn into Superman through magic. That's amazing. Yeah. So so eventually the Comics Code came along and was looking at all the horror and crime comics. And they needed a scapegoat. And they targeted comic books. So the Comic Code Authority came about. And they put all these restrictions on. So immediately, a bunch of retailers and everything stopped carrying horror comics. Like horror comics and crime comics fell off the face of the earth. And you had a bunch of people out of work. And it was it was devastating to the comics industry because it was like, this is this was our bread and butter. Adults were buying crime comics. Kids were buying crime comics. Kids were buying horror comics. Like now they're now they can't buy these things. We can't produce it because it won't get it produced by the comic code. So Timely Comics was going out of business. Like they were like, holy shit, we we just got gutted. What do we do? 
And so Stan Lee was like, hey, I have an idea for this. And the owner of Timely Comics was like, give it a shot. We're going out of business anyway. And he gave you the Fantastic Four. He gave you Doctor Strange. He gave you Thor. He gave you Cap- – he bought back Captain America. He didn't create Captain America, <laughs> but yeah. he bought him back with Jack Kirby. Redesigned the character a little bit, you know, gave him the round shield and everything, bought him back, created the Avengers, you know, like Ant-Man, Wasp, all these characters. They're all they're all Stanley and other people. Spider-Man, like Steve Ditko did the design for Spider-Man. Stanley came up with the comic ideas. Jack Kirby created a shit ton of Marvel people. Stan Lee came up with the concept, Jack Kirby executed and tweaked here and there. Like for the story, like, hey, what do you think about this? And people looked at Stan Lee because he was the writer, but he co-created most of his characters. It's not like he drew them because he can't draw. Yeah, I see Jack Kirby's I see and, Jack Kirby's name in them, though. I, I they do give him credit in the movies. I see Stan Lee and Jack Kirby yeah, all now. together. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that actually yeah, yeah. stems out of uh that that stems out of a thing that happened in the comic book industry in the mid to late nineties where all these creators were suing. Like the people don't realize, but the with the creators of Superman damn near died penniless. They created wow. Superman and DC was like, here's fifty bucks, good luck. Yeah, it's kind of like the sound. <laughs> they never saw like the SoundCloud rappers with the producers now. These dudes make these incredible beats, and these dudes just say yeah, 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 and then they like make all this money, and the producer didn't get paid shit, but a thank you, like thanks for nothing, fucking idiot. But that's crazy. But like I've heard a lot of slander. I wanted to talk to you. I've heard a lot of slander about Black Panther where people are getting these Twitter conversations, because, you know, everything is true on Twitter. <laughs> wink, wink. But uh, everybody everybody is saying that, um, you know, like, Black Panther has the weakest powers, and he's the corniest out of everybody. Why is he corny? Now, you said, now, you're a real comic book fan. Can you please tell these people to shut the fuck up, and can you tell them reasons why Black Panther is not just some corny, like, superhero that only has claws? He's one of the ten smartest person in the world. He is a master tactician. A mas- he beat he's beaten the Avengers in physical combat. Like if you want to go to war, you bring. Or if you want a fist fight, you you bring Captain America and you bring Black Panther. Like you're in for war. He's beaten Wolverine. He's beaten pretty much everyone in the Marvel universe. He's incre- He's the richest character in the Marvel universe. He's he's a king. And like, like he's Black Panther's hardcore. Like Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom went out of his way to set Black Panther up to get like to try to defeat Black Panther, and Black Panther damn near bankrupted his own country to stop Doctor Doom from attaining the equivalent of a magical nuclear arm. Because Black Panther's that thorough. Black Panther put together a team that cured Galactus of his hunger. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. that's this who is... Black Panther is. Black Panther, <laughs> after one of the more recent events in Marvel, put together a team of Avengers of his own making 
because he was like, I need to put together, like, the Avengers deal with world threats. That's cool. I'm trying to solve universal problems. So he got the smartest, most powerful, and brightest people together and created his own Avengers team called the Ultimates. Went into space, found Galactus, and said, bro, we're not here to fight. We're going to fix your hunger problem, and we're going to, because we figured out that at the beginning of the universe, you didn't gestate long enough. You were supposed to be able to create worlds. Instead, you devour them because you were never completed through your metamorphosis cycle. We're going to fix that. We'll fix that for you. <laughs> That's the black answer. So, so, yo, so basically what I'm saying here is that there's a big difference between a real comic book fan watching a movie and a regular casual person like me or somebody that all you just said, they like, well, that sounds like algebraic terminology. So to you, what is the difference when a real comic book fan that knows the history watches the movie versus an everyday person? Like, what's the takeaways that each person is probably going to take away from watching a movie? Nothing. Um, the only difference you should take away is culturally from the movie because the movie is his origin story. So you're getting the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Black panther so you're getting an introduction to black panther this is what i'm talking about is from the 60s to now of black of cool things black panther has done in the comics like in the movies all black panther did was become king and have some really really needed discussions amongst the black community indirectly and definitely you know shed light to you know the uh the um African American plight in the United States and the views that African it also touched on the views of how Africans see Americans. Like that that's the thing. People go, Oh, you're African American like a lot of these places, it's nationality. It has nothing to do with you know, black or white or whatever. That's something that's all that's heavy here. And it, it's there's racism everywhere. Don't get me wrong. That's always going to be a factor. It's always going to be racism, which is which is silly. That's a, that's a topic for maybe later. But staying on topic, like Black Panther starts during or in 1990 or, you know, in the 90s in Oakland, right before the riot. Like, people don't even realize that. That's what his brother was talking about. I'm going to arm the citizens because he already knew that the riots were coming. So he was going to arm the citizens so they can overthrow the government, the local government, where the police were murdering them in the streets and beating them and, you know, all the things that we know go on. And that way, and so he gave Claw the vibranium so that way he could sell it on the black market, give him the money that he needs from selling this rare earth material that Wakanda keeps secret so he could buy more weapons so he can arm and militarize black people during these riots and basically pull an American coup. That was his brother's plan. Yeah, yes, That's in why the movie, it was, had it was to kill pretty him. great. Yeah, 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 like in the movie was I saw the cool movie five times that. also. So yeah, I, I I gotta put that out there. I've also saw that movie five. I saw Avengers and Black Panther five times. 
not 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 by choice, but because I have different groups of friends that I'm their gateway to all of this. So I feel obligated. They asked me to see it with them, and I feel obligated to. I try to consolidate people so I don't have to make multiple trips. It never works out. And that was that was my whole thing about Black Panther. It was just such an experience to watch it with your family or your friends or taking my nephews to go see it to just introduce young black kids to it. And I did a whole podcast on it. I have to send it to you. And anybody listening that wants to go to, go to This Is Recorded on SoundCloud or Apple Podcast app and search for the Black Panther podcast and you hear my views on it. It's pretty amazing. But what I was saying really was like in particular, like any movie, any comic book movie, what's the difference in like somebody who doesn't know much about it only through the cartoon and, like, watching the movies versus someone like you who knows the comic? What's the difference when we watch a movie versus when you watch a movie? Enjoyment level. Because you're going in blind, so you get to enjoy it for what it is. Because a lot of comic book readers and everything, they they have an idea of what the story is going to be based on the title or based on, you know, excuse me, what they – um what they what they're going to see so if i'm going to see superman i i kind of know the tropes of superman so i have an idea of what's going to go on but that doesn't mean that's what's going to go on in the movie okay you know what i mean so like when i saw black panther i didn't know how they were going to handle black panther i was just happy that black panther was on the screen it was like holy shit you know like oh my god there's a superhero and he's black and he didn't sell drugs or get arrested or <laughs> or you know accused of a crime or various other things that we see you know or you know had to like there's really only two characters in Marvel that are actually no there's there's a bunch there's a bunch I shouldn't say that I actually I'm going to I'm going to step back from that statement because that's not true but like, like take Luke Cage. Luke Cage is a good man who got framed for a crime, but he still went to jail. He still went to jail. He still got accused of being, you know, a murderer and various other things. And now he's a superhero. You got Cloak and Dagger. Cloak is like, I like what they're doing on the TV show that's coming out soon. Marvel has another TV show, if you didn't know, called Cloak and Dagger coming out on Freeform which is going to be pretty good. If if Runaways is an indication of what they can do on network TV without having to deal with anything, then we're good. But um, Cloak and Dagger, in the comics, they were both drug addicts. It was a white girl and and her black boyfriend who were both drug addicts, got strung out on superhero drugs, and became superheroes. That is (laughs) Not the thing you want to bring home to children. That but, is interesting. What is that again? What's the name of that one more time for people that need to be on the lookout for that? Cloak and Dagger. But they changed it for the series. I'm not sure how they're going to introduce how they got the powers. But um, in the Ultimate line of comics, which was where Marvel took a lot of their concepts and modernized them when X-Men 1 came out, they were like, holy shit, we need to capitalize on this. We'll launch a whole modern era of books where, like, it takes modern te- takes on things because Marvel's rooted in, 
you know, the 1950s and 60s, the nuclear scare and everything. That's why most of Marvel's characters are radioactive. Spider-Man got bit by a radioactive spider. Hulk got created by gamma radiation. You know, this guy got this radiation, and that's why he has these powers. You know, the Fantastic Four got hit by cosmic rays, which is cosmic radiation, and they got superpowers. So they tried to take a modern take on things. Like Spider-Man, instead of radioactive spider, he got in, like, he got bit by a genetically altered spider. And his web shooters weren't, ex, you know, like, they tried to like, make it more like the movie and everything and eventually got to web shooters and everything and whatnot. Because you can't take Spider-Man's web shooters away because that, that, that hurts his character a lot. <laughs> okay. You know, the point is Spider-Man is a smart 15-year-old kid who made who made his web shooters and made the web fluid. Like, he thought of that. Like, he was like, wow, I all right, cool, I have powers. How can I improve this? And he made he made the web fluid by mixing chemicals together because he's smart and then was like, I'm going to mechanically engineer a device to disperse this. That's impressive. That's cool. Sh- sh- fucking shout out to Peter Parker is what I heard. Pretty much, man. Shout out to him, man. He was my but, favorite uh, character for a reason. I was like, wow, science is cool. And it was like, yeah, it's okay to be a nerd. Because sometimes maybe yeah, you'll then, get bit by a radioactive spider oh, spring from Walt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Stan Lee said that that was his favorite, like, because he said, he said he relates most to Spider-Man. So that was pretty cool. I thought that he was a Queens kid and stuff like that. So I, I, I thought that was a pretty cool story uh, as well. So I got to ask you the very... And this is where we might lose a couple listeners. I don't know, man. Or you might get a couple goons at your doors. But I'm going to have to ask you the question, man. Which side are you on? Which gang gang are you on? DC or Marvel, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, but you might, you might get beat up. I don't uh, know. Protect, protect your neck, bro. I'm on all oh. comic sides. Like, I, I'm in the, I, I, I'm, I'm, new to the industry but i'm in the industry so i don't i don't play favorites because you never know when down the road you might get a job (laughs) (laughs) gotta be real with that like like um hey but i also read both like you know i haven't i i lean toward marvel but you know like i love batman i love batman i like superman i like you know, I can name other DC characters other than Batman and Superman. Like, I like the Suicide Squad. You know, I used to pick up just the Robin book. I wouldn't even pick up Batman for a long time. Like, I literally, Robin had his own series, and that was the book that I read from DC. It was like, oh, cool. And then from there, it went to Batgirl. Then I started picking up Superman during Joe Kelly's run because that put Superman in a new light for me because, you know, he, he, Long story short, he's, you know, Superman is the quintessential, you know, archetype of a superhero. And you have him, and here he is. He's this superhero who can fly. He's super strong. He has, he has all the powers, barely any weaknesses, and he's altruistically good. And that gets boring. <laughs> that gets boring yeah. for people. But, it's like, how the fuck do you, my wife, her biggest gripe is like, you have all the powers in the world. How the fuck do you keep getting beat up? Like, really? 
because mm-hmm. Superman is who he is. He's like he's altruistic. He's not the world's best fighter. He he's literally just a kid from Kansas who has all the powers in the world and tries to do the right thing all the time. That's that's a flaw. Like people don't realize how bad of a flaw that is. Like Superman will go out of his Superman could kill everyone on the face of the earth if he wanted to. But because he's Superman, because he's Clark Kent, because of the way he's raised, he doesn't. And that's what makes him interesting. He could be our king. Hands down. That's why Lex Luthor hates him. Because he is everything Lex Luthor wants to achieve. On top of that, Lex Luthor is kind of the is a, a, a human Superman. He is a human Superman. He's the world's smartest man. He's physically at the peak of where he should be. And he has from the ground, from the dirt, wait, from the dirt, built himself. He's become the richest man in the world. He is human Superman. And then Superman comes out. He's not wow. smarter than him. He, but he is more powerful and people praise him. He's a symbol of hope. And Lex Luthor is like, I already did so much. Why do you not put your, you're putting your belief in an alien, someone who's not of this world. I am of you. I'm human. Black, white, whatever. I'm human. Put your faith in me. I can solve the world's problems. Nobody does. And because of that, Lex Luthor can't handle it and becomes Lex Luthor. Yeah. So for me, man, I like I fell in love like I'm like you. Like I don't choose. I feel like it's kinda getting like Democrat and Republican ish with the Marvel versus yeah, no, it's fight. Stupid. Like it's really like it's really serious and for me I was born in eighty seven and I really got introduced. I really feel my first superhero really was Batman and Batman Returns. That shit changed my life. Like, that shit was, like, amazing. And it was kind of dark. Tim Burton did it, and I've always liked dark oh, yeah. shit. Like, I'm not I'm not gothic or anything, but I always like the darker stuff. Like, that's my bar. Batman Returns is my bar for the type of shit that I like with action and mystery and sci-fi. And I just thought it was fucking amazing. I had the Batman car. I had everything, but I also, in the 90s as well, was introduced to the Fox Spider-Man comic, the Fox uh, X-Men, and then I also seen Batman the Animated Series from time to time. So I'm on the side of you. I like both, but, like, why is it such a gang-gang? Which side are you on mentality with the DC versus Marvel shit? Well, a couple of things. You have people who are fans of the character, and so they're loyal to the character and, you know, different companies. So if you have somebody who's loyal to Batman or Superman, they're like, yo, it's Batman and Superman. They're the, they, Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man are the most popular superheroes in the world. Now, Iron Man. Like, understand what Marvel, like, <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that again a little bit later, but holy crap. Like, you know, like Batman, Spider-Man, and maybe the Hulk were the, most popular characters in comics. Like, everyone knows who they are. And the X-Men. Right? So you have all of that. And, you know, like, it's hard. It 
like people get loyal to things and they do what they do. But it gets better. I have a kid somewhere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I can hear her in my microphone in the background whining about something, but I don't see her. <laughs> so if okay, you hear whining shout out in the to your baby girl. You know, yeah, so sorry about that. Apologies to the listeners. Anyway, anyway, so, you know, like, when you break things down, like, it, that's all it is. It, it's the same thing that goes into anything else. People belong to groups. And because people like acceptance and belong to groups, you get problems. Like, that's that's with anything. Like, racism, all all of that stems from people wanting to belong. And there's safety in groups. Like... Look at the dude who got hugged at the, that one Black Lives Matter protest and everything. He was a racist. He's sitting there, and that one teacher just looked across from him, and he just walked up, and he hugged him. And he's like, why you hate me, bro? Why you hate me? And the guy didn't have an yeah. answer because he really didn't have an answer because oh all his God, life, yeah, he just crazy. wanted to belong. He just wanted to belong. So if everyone around you is like, yo, hate hate black people, they're they're, you know, like – Look, I'm just going to say it. They're niggers. And, like, if that's all you grow up around, of course you're going to rock with your team. <laughs> of I course mean, you're going to rock that, with they, your team. Yeah, they did a great job of doing that. They did a great job, and shout out to Chadwick Boseman again, they did a great job in 42 of showing that I'm at the ball game with my dad, right? And if my dad is like, nigger, and it shows the little boy's brain gets sparked that, hey, if my dad is doing this, then I guess this is what we do. Because I truly believe nobody is born a racist. All this shit is learned. Yeah. So, there, therefore, if you're around people that just like, hey, we should do this and we should hate these people, so you're going to feel that way without even knowing or honestly giving a fuck about why you hate it. So I think they did a great job in 42 of showing that, and that's really what it stems from. It's like, and Hate Thy Neighbor on Viceland, if nobody's ever seen it, you should watch it. It's like a show, and a guy goes around to different different hate groups, and he asks them all, like, why, and they really don't have a clear-cut answer. Of course, they give you a bunch of bullshit, but they don't have a clear-cut answer on why they hate a particular group. It's really crazy, and at the end of it, he sometimes changes people's mind on it. So if you get a chance, watch well, here, on there, but it's crazy. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I mean, the majority of people who listen to this probably aren't racist, and if you do hold some racism, that's cool, but I'm going to break it down to you simple like this. You're human, right? That is your species. That is your race. You're human, right? Just like do do tigers, do orange tigers and white tigers not get together because they're both tigers? They're both cats. Like, if you stick a cat in a room with any other cat or a dog in the room with any other dog or wolf, because that's where dogs come from. They come, they're domesticated wolves that have been domesticated so far. They look different. So if you put them in a room with each other for long enough, some something's going to mix. And you know what? They'll have a baby. You know why? Because they're the same species. Yeah. They don't they don't sit there and go, Oh, that nigga's oh, oh, that tiger's orange. How dare he be orange? 
<laughs> nah, they're just like, oh, that's another tiger. I'm a fuck it. <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. Sorry, but yeah, like, or I'm gonna eat it. Like, it, it's 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 one or the other. And you know, like, I I understand. Like, all right, let's take some let's take some current like, current events, right? Like Kanye with saying with, with the with the slavery thing. In context, his point kind of makes sense. Should he have said it? No. Did TMZ hop on that? Yes. Uh, is but that what they do? What he was yeah. trying to say, yeah, like what he was trying to say was that slavery was 400 years, yet we had we had a group of people, but they were so enslaved by the mindset that was instilled in them over generations that even though in 400 years they should have had an uprising and ended slavery, they didn't because they were so mentally, you know, used to this fact because that was the norm, that was the status of life that they knew there was no uprising. You had a couple of people here and there and were like, this isn't right. Why are we not living with them? And, you know, escaped or whatever, and you had free black men here and there, but that wasn't the general norm. You know, it's the same, it's the same stupid thing with nationalities, where people are like, oh, Mexicans are so, Mexico has one of the most developed societies, you know, they're one of the most developed countries of the Spanish-speaking world next to Spain, right? Like, contrary to belief, that is the truth. Like, yeah. Puerto Rico's a hundred miles. A hundred yeah. miles. That, that is relatively small. And, yeah. like, people act like Mexico is, like, this, or Africa even. Like, Africa's beautiful. Africa has homes that here would cost a million dollars, and you can get them for, like, 20 grand. Beachfront property. Like, it's crazy how the rest of the world lives. And people get so stuck in stupidity and not looking at things the world over and like trying to find differences with each other not realizing that pretty much everyone goes through the same thing like that's all you have to realize is everyone goes through the same thing and whatnot which is cool but now i'm going to tie this back to marvel so marvel isn't doing so well financially the comic book end the movie end is doing blockbusters the comic book in, not so much. Go on and buy a comic book. If you like these things, if you like Marvel, if you like DC, if you like Image, if you if you just like good stories, go on and read, buy, buy a book, buy a comic book. Print is dying. You need this. <laughs> stop, 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 yeah. stop looking on Facebook and YouTube for all your information. But also, download the podcast whenever you got your chance. <laughs> oh, appreciate your shout-out, support. Got it, got it. Shout-out. Support. But, uh, yeah, like, like back to but, your point real quick, because I don't want to stay on it too long, but to, real quick to your point about Kanye, like, I also feel like I definitely, I'm smart enough not to say that shit. But I also feel that what he was trying to say is, like, even in the aspect of black people supporting each other, we still have that slave mentality in some points as to where I want you to do good, but just not better than me. You also have that oh, yeah. way of like, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to tell on this person at a job, you'll go through some shit where another black person is like, 
telling on you or some shit. You're like, what the fuck? We black. Like, nigga, we ain't going to stick together. But it's like, no, nah, you came in here. You're doing better than me. And that's the old slave mentality of, oh, he's going to run away or he's going to do better so he can go tell the slave master. Like, there's, there is context in what he was trying to say. But what the fuck he actually did say sounded absolutely nutsoid. But we live in a clickbait world, and we live in a non-thinking world as to where we want to get mad about everything rather than analyze and think about what the fuck is really going on. Obviously, his mom died, and it fucked his world up. People really don't get that. It fucked his – it killed him when his mom died. That's number one. And number two is he really is going through mental shit. And the worst thing for a person like him is to get involved with a family that fucking has the world by its balls when it comes to attention. He needs to be nurtured and mentally trained and helped because he's going through a lot of shit. Him getting with that was the worst thing for him. So as the people like fuck Kanye, oh, yeah. he's canceled, or people are like super supporting him, People should really be like, hey, I hope he gets whatever help he really needs because obviously there's a fucking problem. I'm not going to allow him to say, like, crazy shit, and I still support because I don't believe in spending gazillions of dollars on fucking clothes and shit like that anyway, whereas kids to feed and this and that. So I don't give a fuck about Yeezys and shit like that. I cared about Kanye's music, and I just know Kanye is in fucking Jupiter. He is in fucking Infinity Wars right now. So you can't really take the shit he says seriously, man. You really can't take this shit seriously. Is he? You said that. You said is he? Is he? Because and see that call. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If it's a joke. (laughs) Like is he though? Because he bought. He bought. You know, I forgot how many acres of land, but he bought a lot so he can start. Yeah. Yeah, he bought three hundred acres of land. So that way he could build the community and start, you know, expanding so he could become a real estate developer. So that way people can have houses and have land and have people live. Like, is, is he crazy? Or, or, or is that the media narrative? Because when he said George Bush hates black people, they called him crazy. When he supported Trump, they also called him crazy. Can't be both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, Can't it, be it, both. I'm glad, what I'm I glad think you is, that point, too. That, no, I'll let you finish your thought, and I'll finish mine. The point is that what I think Kanye's problem is, is he tries to articulate futuristic. Look, he, I think Kanye West is a futurist at heart. He's not... He's not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He doesn't. He's a futurist, like like Tony Stark. He's a futurist. So he's looking at the problem at hand, and he's trying to fix them. The problem is, unlike Elon Musk, or unlike you know all of our you know leaders that we follow and the people we listen to and whatnot, he does not articulate the intent of his of what he's trying to do well. And that makes it for an easy narrative because him talking about, you know, wealth and ceilings and how because of a black man, he can't do this or that or the things that he's being held out in. There's a lot of 
a lot of information he's giving you during these times. But whenever these things come out, they immediately frame it as Kanye West, crazy man, but not Kanye West. Hey, and this isn't this isn't from a huge Kanye West fans because he did the same thing. Like, this is going to sound like I'm standing with the wrong people. It really is. But Mayweather said during the Black Lives Matter movement, no, all lives matter, not understanding the full scope of what his words meant overall. What he was saying is, hey, we are all one people. Stop thinking like, hey, I'm black, he's white we have a problem and start thinking like, you know, to solve these problems, you have to stop thinking like that. And it sounds like rich nigga shit, but it's not. It's, you can't solve a problem of racism if you keep dividing yourself. You know what I mean? You say, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, and double down on my blackness. Why can't that white person double down on their whiteness instead of me going, I'm human, I'm human, I'm human, you're human too. Why are we fighting? And that person going, you're right. We're all the same thing. Why are we fighting? You, you see where the disconnect is? Like, it sounds good on paper. Like, oh, like you shouldn't be like, oh, I need to fight for black rights. You should be in the boat of I should fight for human rights. Because if you get human rights, you automatically get black rights. You automatically get Latino rights. You already get Muslim rights. But it seems like you're disfranchising an entire thing and that's that's the weird middle ground that you have to walk because you can't disenfranchise anyone and still fight for your cause if you're fighting for equality you have to fight for everyone and a lot of people don't understand that because of tribalism which which like i uh, which outside of the podcast we had a we had a discussion about somebody, but I'm not going to bring them up because I'm not going to promote them instead of promoting you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, basically, what it boils down to is you have to you have to step back and you have to think, like, where, where's the point? You know, what are your biases? What are your hatreds and stuff? And you have to be willing to let go of all that stuff in order to make progress overall, because if you still hold those hatreds and biases, that's going to bring that into the conversation and nothing ever gets done. And that's what you I know, feel. Like, how far you... The, yeah. I was not to cut you off. It's just that it was like, for me, no, when people, for, people forget in the Black Lives Matter movement is that nobody ever fucking said that no other lives don't matter. It's just that we're fighting for the shit that we see that's wrong right now. There's no Black Lives Matter people that see, like, a white person getting beat the fuck up by a bunch of uh, uh black people and, like, hey, that shit's great. Whoop his ass. Like, no. It's like, right now, I see a problem with my people, and it's mainly people of black descent that are getting really, really hurt, and, like, nothing's going, like, getting, like, no consequences for the shit that's going on, and we're bringing awareness to it. But the media, like you said, they want to take a certain part of it and mix it all in and, like, create a narrative. The news and shit, I don't really give a fuck about the news and stuff like that because they always create 
a simple task for somebody right now. Watch your simple local news um, telecast the whole way through, or even CNN or whatever. See how many fucking stories they tell that's about somebody doing positive in the community versus the ones that are doing absolutely shit and hurtful things and negative. So see how many positive and how many negative. Write that shit down and you tell me what the news is. I don't give a fuck about the news. I really don't because I live my life and I live like no president, nobody can fucking rule my life. I can't depend on I can't depend on Kanye. I can't depend on Trump. I can't. I gotta depend on myself, my brain, and I gotta empower my people, as in black people, and I gotta power all people because I like I love people. But if I see a problem in my community, I'm like, yo, I really because I can relate to that as much. It's kind of like what you said earlier about like, hey, if this all cats in one room, like. I can relate to the cats. We could talk about some shit. So, but it's like the media is the circus that creates all this bullshit. Even with the DC versus Marvel, it's like pick a side. And really, you want to be on the side of Marvel because we're winning right now. It's like, bro, like what the fuck you like. In the movies, in the comics, that's the thing. That's the thing. In the movies, yeah, Marvel's winning, but DC is the number one comic book company right now. Does that make sense? It's because. And that 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 boils down to corporate interest. Like these yeah. corporations that are making, like DC's own all by one company. They don't have the, they have luxuries that Disney does not, because Disney does not own all their properties. You know, yeah. like Marvel already had sold the rights to Spider X Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah, said Marvel had nothing like when they when they put out Iron Man understand what Iron Man was in the comics Iron Man was like a C-list superhero it was like oh yeah and Iron Man he's there because he's a legacy character and so they did Iron Man on a gamble like if Iron Man was not successful there would be no Marvel comics today probably Yeah, yeah because that, uh, yeah. that's how important Iron Man was. So what they yeah. did over the last ten years, where they've built up this Marvel cinematic universe and everything, and gotten people to like, like the fact that Avengers and Black Panther and all of these movies make that kind of money is impressive. It's in because they're not they're not firing on all cylinders with their best characters. They're firing on all cylinders with their D, E, you know, with their C, D, and E-less characters. Yeah. Like, X-Men, they don't have. Spider-Man, they don't have that. Sony has that. And even though Spider-Man Homecoming was great, that's because Marvel worked out that sharing deal. But guess what? You're also getting Venom. Venom is all Sony Studios. Not Marvel Studios. That is all Sony Studios. Because Sony Studios in that handshake deal was like, you pony up the story and, you know, produce the Spider-Man movies. So that way we can save our brand. We have the rights to all the Spider-Man shit. So we can make as many Spider-Man shits as we want. And so now you get Venom. Now you get Sable and Black. Now you get, you know, all these other little side stories. And Disney is getting, uh, Disney only gets to share 
of the stuff that features Spider-Man that goes to non-Spider-Man movies. Sony gets all the money from all the Spider-Man movies. You feel me? Yeah. (laughs) You see see where this is going? I'm I'm, I'm a little nervous because... Why is DC fucking up? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's like, I mean, I I want DC to win because they have good... And Justice League was really not as bad as people try to drag it through the mud. It wasn't. It really wasn't. It was was really really good. It's a good popcorn movie. I mean, it's seriously. a good popcorn movie. It had it. It has its problems. Like one of the people that I watched it with literally was like, "This looks cheap," and I'm like, "That's." And I had to explain. Like it, there were so many little things wrong with Justice League that it got a bad rap. It's overall a good popcorn. It's a fun movie. Like you go, you watch it, you're entertained. Like everything that you could have wanted from a Justice League movie, you got in Justice League. The only thing that, you know, like, they they took out color coding from scenes, you know, to make it brighter and everything. They fired the director, like, 90 weeks. Nine was done when they fired Zack Snyder. Like, and then they hired Joss Whedon to go fix the movie and make it more like Avengers. So there's totally parts that don't fit. But like Zack Snyder, when he when he directs, I'm talking from a technical aspect, he color codes things. Things are color coded. So in scenes where costumes look weird, or you can tell that like the cos like there's points in it where you can see the abs painted on the costumes to accentuate the muscles, and you can clearly see that. And that's because it was supposed to be color coded. That scene was supposed to be color coded a certain color. And if it was color coded that color, you would have never seen that. Yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, I I thought, I mean, I could see like some little technical issues, but just from being brainless and just watching the movie, I thought it was fine. I thought it. I was like, I don't know what the fuss is other than Marvel trying to create the rhetoric in people's head, like we said earlier, and like a, a continuous thing is when people push a certain narrative. And that's just big in the black community is that people push the wrong narrative on black people. But so when people push a wrong narrative, you're going to have the sheep mentality of a bunch of people. Like, yeah, uh, Justice League was the worst movie I've ever seen. When actuality, it was not even close to the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Fantastic Four have, have, is some of the worst seen? shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, basically. One, two, one, two, and the reboot were pretty terrible. And and they could have been good. They could have been good. But, but, yeah, no. And, um, you know, like, hell, I'll I'll throw, I'll throw out two Marvel movies for you. Iron Man 2, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of, but hey, Sam Rockwell is an American treasure. Putting that out there in the ether. If Sam Rockwell is a great American actor, if you don't watch his movies, you should. He's been in so many. Sam Rockwell is the man. Like he never turns in a bad performance. Like that's just that's just me like an actor who never turns in a bad performance. Like I've never seen him suck. Also, okay. yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, he's an Iron Man too. That's why I brought that up. So Iron Man two, Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World. I, I can keep this going on. They're not 
They're not great movies, but they're all right. They aight. I just watched. I, I, like, I, I had to watch Ra- Ragnarok. I just watched Ragnarok. It was pretty good. Yeah. Oh no. Ragnarok's good. Ragnarok is probably the best Thor movie. Like the first Thor movie is good. The second movie Thor movie is okay, and the third movie Thor movie is fun. Like it's it's yeah. a fun movie. Like that's like they Marvel Marvel learned from their mistakes. DC has not. DC's trying to learn from their mistakes, but the problem is is it's owned by Time Warner. You have this. You know, like, Disney is hands-off with his properties. It's like, this is the team that we put in place. That team handles it. And, and that's because Disney owns way more properties than everyone thinks. Disney owns okay. ESPN. D- Disney, yeah, like, people don't realize that Disney owns, the, you know, ESPN. Disney owned Miramax. So all those Quentin, so for everyone who's like, oh, Disney doesn't kill people. Every Quentin Tarantino movie you saw that wasn't produced by the Weinstein Company was produced by Disney. Disney's wow. produced Studio Ghibli films. Yeah, they own Miramax. They own Green Vista. They own they own Marvel. They own Star Wars. They, they may own Fox as of 2019. We we have to wait to see what the Federal Trade Commission says on that. And if they own yeah. Fox, that means they own Avatar, Aliens, Back to the Future. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's wow. Rough. Wow. And, and I think Back to the Future. I might be yeah. wrong. Yeah. Like, for me, I was like, hey, I don't know if you know, any fucking Marvel movie, whether it's garbage or not, is not going to fail. Because they have ESPN. They have ABC. They have all the companies that you talk like this, maybe it won't do as well. Cause like what you said, people are like, fuck it, Thor, Thor was not. Yeah, it wasn't good. Those movies were not good, but you couldn't tell they failed because they're not gonna fail. Like they're they're gonna do very well when they first drop. But real people will be able to tell you like it wasn't that good. But they learn from their mistakes, like you said, which is a great like trait to have. And then. Let let me tell you this. We gotta get into Infinity Wars. The whole reason we got into oh yeah, we have to do. And I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna tell you this. Thanos, I knew shit about. Thanos is one of my new favorite, (laughs) and I'm I'm trying not to be. He's one of my my favorite villains. I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment, but let me go through my favorite villains. One of my favorite villains of all time has got to be the Joker because he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care about money. He doesn't care about people. He doesn't really give a shit. He just wants to wreak carnage and hurt people, and he really just don't give a fuck. Like, I love Joker for the simple reason that he doesn't give a fuck. Another one, Bane, he don't give a fuck. The portrayal of him in uh The Dark Knight. Bane gives a fuck. That's the thing. Bane and Joker give a fuck. They give a fuck. They... The difference between, all right, let me, let me, let, let, we're going to talk about, com, we have to talk about comic book Thanos, and we got to talk about Infinity War Thanos, because they are, okay. they are similar, but they are different. Like, Joker, he doesn't give a fuck to a certain extent. Like, it's like, I'm chaos, ah, but I need Batman to love me. 
<laughs> like yeah. at the end of the day, he does his shit because he's like, I'm the, I'm the, you know, I'm the, you know, yin to your yang, you know, like that th- that's Joker's deal. So it's like, all right, he's a crazy dude who may, like, you never know what he's gonna do. Manageable, because he's normal. He's a dude. He's a dude. You can shoot him in the face. Like that's how easy it is to take out Joker. You shoot him in the face. There's no more Joker. Like that scene with the mob bosses and he stabbed that when he takes in Dark Knight when he takes the dude and he puts the pencil through his eye. They just had to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck the bombs. They could have yeah. shot him at any point in that movie, and that movie would have been over. This is why yeah. Superman. You can't have Superman in a Batman movie because. All of Superman's villains are normal ass dudes. <laughs> Superman yeah, yeah. fights superhuman dudes. Like yeah. everybody, everybody in Batman in Gotham City, like Bat- Superman doesn't come to Gotham City out of respect for Batman because he understands he's working through some shit. <laughs> because yeah. at the end of the day, Superman can have that wrapped up in a day. There's no crime. The crime in Metropolis. You, you're, you're committing a crime. Like, it's not like, oh, my children have to eat. You sit there and you contemplate that and be like, my children gotta eat or Superman. I'm gonna go to Gotham and rob someplace. Yeah. <laughs> Rather yeah, than, but back to Avengers. Yeah. This is what I was getting to. So, get to it. you have all these villains, but Thanos was unique in the comics because his whole thing came from the fact that he loved it. Death. It of death. Death. He was trying to impress a girl. Like, if that's not relatable, I don't know what is. Like, he's like, yo, I was trying to impress this chick, so, like, I gained the power. Like, I was all about this, but, like, nothing that I did was ever good enough, so I gained all the power in the universe and killed half of it for her. That's what Infinity Gauntlet was the comic universe, and she still was like, Nah, boo. That's that's cool. That's surface stuff. But you only killed half the universe. It's like, bitch, what the fuck you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> that was Thanos in the comics. That, that was Thanos. He had tanked godhood, and she still didn't want any piece of that because she was like, "You're only in it for yourself." And if that that isn't if that's not some relatable stuff, I don't know what is. Thanos in the movie, they gave him a bunch of layers like he wasn't like that's the thing people don't realize Thanos believes wholeheartedly that he is right Thanos is the hero of Infinity War not the superheroes that was Thanos' movie that's why at the end if you watch the credits it says Thanos will return that's what it says it doesn't say Captain America the return the Avengers will return it says Thanos will return because wow. it's Thanos' wow. movie. Thanos had to sacrifice. Out of all of the other heroes in that movie, who sacrificed more? Thanos gave up his daughter. He gave up. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! He doesn't want to. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to kill anyone. Like when he sat Tony Stark down, he's like, "Hey, like I hope they remember you. I hope they remember the sacrifice." That you stood here and made. But I'm a, 
bro, you got to die. Like, you can't stand, like, when he told Gamora, I have, he's like, I shunt my destiny once. I cannot do that again. That's some real shit. That's some real shit. He killed his daughter. Like, understand, as a parent, that's some real shit. He killed his kid because he was like, the the well-being of the universe is more important than my child. I am looking at the bigger picture. I'm trying to save you all. So I will do nothing but get my goal. Like, I will get my goal or I will die trying. And that's that's some hard shit. Like, how could, how, like, he is Killmonger. He is Killmonger to the extreme. Like, Killmonger was like, either he was like, I'm going to arm all the oppressed peoples and we're going to rise up. And it's like, maybe that's not the way to go by causing, you know, mass genocides and wars and stuff. Maybe we can go about this a different way. And he's like, nah, because that's what they did to us. And, like, you can relate to that out of anger. That's what all the, that's what, like, the villain in Civil War won. Like, how did you not, like, like, he won. He disbanded the Avengers. That was his goal. He didn't try to kill anyone. He was like, yo, guess what? I know I'm not a superhero. I'm a regular dude. How does a regular dude stand against gods? He's like, these men that are on the Avengers, they're essentially gods. I cannot compete with that. But if I break them apart, if I make them fight amongst themselves, and then they can never be friends again, that's a win. Yeah. yeah and Tony yeah, Stark yeah, never I'm called Steve that. Rogers. Tony Stark never called Steve Rogers in Infinity War. Let's let's point that all the way out. Let's, yeah. let's give props to Baron Zemo. His plan worked. Yeah. Tony Stark yeah. never called Rogers. Yeah. Brody he, still he crippled. Still, he, he still, yeah, he still was hurt. He still was hurt. And then, I mean, for that, for my love of Thanos, just was kind of like, here's a villain that really fucking believes, like, bro, I'm helping you. You don't know it yet, but I'm just trying to do something simple that's helping you. And he, he gives people respect, like, hey, you died nobly. You died nobly. Like, I love a villain that makes you think you have to sit there and think, is he a villain? It mind fucks you. Like, I don't know. Like, is he a villain? I'm not for sure. Thanos Only time will tell. Thanos, if you noticed in the movie, Thanos fought everyone on a fairly equal playing field. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why the Avengers got to where they got. He has the Infinity Stone. Like, think about this. From Jump, he already had one Infinity Stone. All he had to need is one. You don't need all of them. You can literally change the universe with one. They point that out to you really, really fucking early in the Marvel Universe. Red Skull's like, I got the test right. I can rule the universe. And Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, I got the Power Stone. I can rule the universe. And I got the Aether. I can rule the universe. You only need one. This motherfucker went and got six. Yeah. This motherfucker yeah. went and got six. Like, understand yeah. the commitment level.
yeah, it, that's that's commitment. That's definitely commitment. Yeah, that movie just was a crazy movie. Like the way it went on and the way it was going, that movie just was like wow. The second time around, I really got it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like after watching it five times, I've I've dissected little things, little character moments. And I've watched, I watched the movie with comic fans, non-comic fans, you know, like, it, it's been a trip. It's been a trip. Like, watching it four times has keyed me into things. It's keyed me into the flaws of the movie. Like, and it's stuff that isn't its fault. Like, the flaws of any, any, most of the flaws in the movie come from flaws of the movie's building up. Like, and, and the fact that I understand they didn't have time to give Wakanda the amount of space that it needed, but they tried. They tried. They didn't know what Black Panther was going to be. They were already filming when Black Panther was wrapped. So it was like, all right, we got to see like early cuts and stuff. And this is, this is what Black Panther is. Um, all right, let's film our movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, like people forget, people forget things like that and they don't understand that there's the smartest business decision they made was that end credit sequence. Like now you have to go see that movie. I'm not going to spoil the end credit sequence, but there's an end credit sequence audience. So if you haven't seen, if you, if you're still listening to this and you haven't seen Avengers, more credit to you. I'm doing my best not to give spoilers but yeah that end credit sequence is like five to eight minutes after the credits and it it ropes you in to go see the next movie you have to go see the next movie because now you want to know now you want to know i i understand because i didn't know what was going on and then someone told me and then i was like okay well i'm gonna have to learn more obviously but for me too, the first time around I seen it, I was like, I didn't. I'm not a super comic book fan, so I didn't really understand it, and I was kind of sleepy, so I couldn't really give it the full context and the full like energy it needed. But when everybody was disappearing, you know, doing certain things, I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of corny. But everybody was like emotional towards it. Why was it such a crazy thing when you see it happening? Why was that like so crazy? Pull me in, make me emotional about it. Because the hero killed half the universe. Like they were disappearing because he he won. He killed half the universe. <laughs> like, th- oh think, shit! Think about that on an Earth scale. Think about that on an Earth scale, but on a universal scale. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, they so were, it was like people you, in tears at the theater, in tears crying, like real bad. Because they were the characters that they spent the course of the last 10 years getting to know just dying, and they knew what those characters meant to other characters. The one that I, that generally most people cried at was Spider-Man, because if you saw Spider-Man Homecoming, the the theme between Tony Stark and Spider-Man, the whole movie was, kid, don't get involved in these bigger scale things because if you die, that's on me. 
I feel like that'll be on my conscience. Peter Parker in Homecoming is established to actual son. So, like, in that scene, you have Peter Parker being a 15-year-old kid for a second and going, holy shit, I'm going to die. I'm dying. I don't want to die. And he panics. But then he sees the look on Tony Stark's face, realizing the horror of what's going on, and he tries to sober up and be like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to be strong for you. I'm going to be strong for you, my mentor, so you don't have to deal with this. And he died. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like, that was that, that was one. the hardest one. That was that's the hardest the hard one. one. Like, damn. But think about like, the first thing. Like, let's, let's flip it around. Let's flip it around to each of these characters' deaths. Like, I'll walk you through. For Captain America, Bucky is the only thing he has left from his past. Like, at least he has his best friend because everyone he knows is dead. Peggy's dead. Like, pretty much all of his friends from when he grew up are dead dead bucky's still young and it's like oh shit i got my best friend and then your best friend that you thought was dead you already dealt with his death once this motherfucker is like yo i'm dead and you're like what and you know then what? your new what best that? friend falcon oh also dies yo, also when, dies. You, when you break it down like that it's like hey your best friend me and you say you're my best friend you're not going to die. You'll be all right. But he's going to die. Have a nice life. That's why it had to be so emotional. Yeah. Like, now I get it. Now I get it. For now a Koye? For a Koye? Think about what that was. Her king. The man she's devoted her life to. The man she basically, literally, a couple of months ago, threw the man she loved away in prison. Because you notice, Wakabe is not there. Wakabe, yeah. at the end of Black Panther, he ain't on the tribal council. That motherfucker in jail. Because he sided with the dissenter. Like, Black that nigga is in jail. She's yeah. like, I threw away my life. My, the, the dude I was possibly going to marry and, like, settle down with and have kids and all this other shit that doesn't involve the throne. I threw him away on the strength of you. And then that nigga disappeared. True. I didn't even notice that. Man, that's why I knew this conversation, I knew this podcast was going to go great. Hopefully all the, like, comic book heads and non-comic book heads, they'll get it. it because it's a great conversation. Yo. It's like a, a comic book fan versus a non-comic book fan and me just seeking understanding. And I'm really getting it. It's not like, oh, I get it. It's like, no, you're really breaking through to me. And that's why comic book fans that know the shit, they get it more, and that's why these conversations need to be had before we go to Twitter and make crazy-ass statements, because I could have went on there like, yeah, that shit wasn't all that, like, big of a deal to me. Like, I don't know why everybody's so emotional, but now that you broke that down, to think that the closest thing to me died is kind of fucking sad. It's really yeah, sad. Yeah, like, bro. and it, it's one of those things that if you don't invest yourself in all of the movies, there's payoff for every movie. Like, if you, if you invested yourself in the Guardians, when Drax looks at Peter Quill and he goes, Quill? Like, that shit's heartbreaking because you know their relationship. You know that, like, it's like, oh, I respect him, but I also don't respect him. 
But when he's telling Toby Stark and he's like, oh, this motherfucker's trying to play you, tell him about the dance-off. Like, Drax thinks that's the hot shit. He's like, yo, tell him about that Drax dance-off, son. Tell him how you yeah. saved the universe, motherfucker. Like, this nigga's trying to play you. And, like, he plays it so, like, Batista plays it so low-key, like, tell him about the dance-off. And everyone else is yeah. looking, and it's a funny moment. And they're like, whatever. But that's like, so when he turns and he's like, Quill, and there's like that moment of like, like, oh shit, what's happening? Save me. And his voice, like, that's Drax, motherfucker. Like, that's the nigga who jumped in a fucking monster's mouth and was like, I'm just going to cut it up from the inside. It doesn't matter. Like, that motherfucker's like, help me. What the fuck's going on? Like, that shit's real. Like, like, these motherfuckers are dying. Like, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange and Scarlet, and Scarlet Witch are the Avengers heavy hitters. Fuck the Hulk. Thor, Doctor and Scarlet Witch are your mother. Like, in the comics, Doctor Strange, like, Scarlet Witch rewrote reality. There, the reason there is not a ton of mutants in the X-Men comics, if anyone goes to pick up X-Men comics, because now's the time, because they've done, they're doing this legacy reboot. So if you're going to get into comics, for Marvel, at least, now's the time. Also DC, because they're doing their, re they did their rebirth stuff. That's all in Collected. You can catch up real quick and be where they are. Very simple, right? Right. These motherfuckers, these motherfuckers at Marvel, just killed off the people you would have bet on if you were a comic book fan. The Scarlet Witch changed reality. Doctor Strange is probably one of the most powerful characters from Earth. Like to put this in perspective, there was a event, or there was a comic called New Avengers. If you haven't read it, you should pick it up. You should pick up Secret Wars. It's it's this guy Jonathan Hickman who wrote that shit is fucking brilliant. He took eight years to weave together a cohesive story, starting in Fantastic Four and working all the way through New Avengers into Secret War. And you didn't know that was his plan. But when he came to Marvel and he got the job, he pitched it, and they didn't even understand the scope of what he was trying to do. And he had to wait two years to pitch it again and be like, okay, okay, maybe if I explain it this way, you'll all get on. And the only reason it took eight years is because other events and stuff, because Marvel doesn't retreat every six months. This is this is industry stuff. This is you know, this is this is the super nerd shit. They do retreats every six months. So if someone had a better uh, uh, an idea for an event and everything that happened, and he had to uh, a story to make that work. Doctor Strange in that story literally sold his soul to become a like, part of his soul become a god and then they fought there was these things called the incursions happening and it was when two earths from different realities appeared in the same plane of existence and then they would start to collide and so the avengers of what's supposed to be our earth basically got together and was like we had like, the only way to stop these things from happening is to destroy the other earth so they came up across the earth that was the Justice League, pretty much. Like, it was Marvel going, and now they fight the Justice League, and they got wrecked. 
they got wrecked. Until Doctor Strange said, Nah, motherfucker, I sold part of my soul to become a god. And he, and he fucking ate all of the souls of all the superheroes and then the planet in, in like four panels. And the rest of the Avengers said, the fuck just happened? And a bit, and Doctor Strange is like, I did that. And they're like, you're off the team. Congratulations. We don't need to do this anymore. You took it yeah. too far, bro. Yeah. But like, it's just you like, just ate the souls crazy. of an entire planet. That, hear what I just said. He ate the souls of an entire planet plus the Justice League. That's how they defeated the Justice League, essentially. Not the real Justice League. Fake Justice League. But pretty much the Justice League. Like, Black Panther, Neymar, and all these other people who are on the New Avengers. Because the New Avengers are basically this secret group called the Illuminati who handle world problems behind the Black Panther put together this group of the Illuminati. The original one, Black Panther said, no, you guys are stupid. This is going to only end badly. And it did. <laughs> because yeah. Black Panther's yeah. smart like that. <laughs> but back yeah. to it, Avengers. It, it, Holy shit, Avengers. There's a good movie. <laughs> no, I, I, I really, like, uh, what it was is that number one in life with anything, with people that really like stuff, when you have expectations, it's kind of bad. Because you're going to, like, frame a movie or an album or something on what you thought it should be. So you really should go into things with no expectations and then, like, just watch it or just listen to it. Or sometimes, if you like me, you need to see something for a second time. Like how they say if you're sick, you should get a second opinion. Because it's like the second time or the first time I seen it, I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. It's kind of crazy. People died. Thanos was cool. You know, I didn't, you know, the action was cool. It's okay. It's the average Marvel movie. When I watched that shit a second time and I really was awake and I really was attentive and really trying to, like, see what was going on, I was like, this shit is amazing. I'm a, I'm in love with fucking Thanos. The idea of Thanos, the way he is, the way he carries himself, the way he fights, the way he don't talk too much shit, but when he speaks, you need to listen. I was like, yo, Thanos is the, my new favorite fucking villain. Like, I was like, yo, he is cool. I fuck with him. Like, I was like, yo, I really fuck with him. And anybody, man, they should go see that shit. Because you're probably going to forget all the shit we said in the podcast. Or you've heard about it already by now. you fucking heard it. You've seen memes. You've seen uh, little, like, people acting like they're crying, leaving them with, like, you've seen everything. So we didn't ruin shit. So everybody just go see that shit, man. Let's go see it, man. Like, and, and is there anything else I had you want to watch give, give to the people? Yeah, I had to watch Children Cry five times. It's worth seeing. <laughs> I literally had to watch Children Cry next to me five different times and, like, want to tell their parents, like, all right, this is how you console them. Like, my daughter in particular, she's a canon. <laughs> she was she was okay with it. Yeah, she's a different like, bitch. She's a legend. She watched she's it and called, called, my aunt, uh, called her aunt. A, a, a punk for watching it and crying because oh, my daughter is a canon like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's just that's, a legend. that's who my daughter is. Yeah, not yeah, just man, watching but horror I, movies, and I'm a bad parent. 
it's just that, like, for this podcast, I just wanted to really get context from somebody who's, like, after talking to you and talking to other people and when they start going off into comic book encyclopedias, I'm like, I don't know shit. Because I'm like, I just see movies and a couple cartoons. So, like, I just really wanted to clarify and get some, like, understanding and see why I should care and see, like, what means what. And I know now that um, to go to you for anything and any questions, and if you want to be reached, do you have any social media handles or anything? If I inspired any listeners to know more, if they have any questions for you, is there any way to reach you? Yeah, man. Like, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Like, Avengers... Avengers is probably the best comic book movie that's ever come out because 30 characters. It's, it's got more than 30 characters. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Sorry about that. It's got, <laughs> like, it's got, it's got, like, 30. Yeah. Like, think think about it. It's got every Marvel character that's had a movie, the supporting characters, and all of them have influence on story. Like, wow. M'Baku's in the movie. Why did they need M'Baku? Not really, but he would be in Wakanda. And Black Panther would call him. Because he likes to fight. Like, little things like that, like, the the amount of legwork that it took to get to Avengers Infinity War is worth your money. Because you're you're thinking about 10 years worth of movies with the end goal of this movie being a thing. And then the wine of all of these movies, and then making that happen. That's craziness. Yeah. Like, there's nothing on a scale like that that has ever happened. Yeah. And, yeah, it, and that's shocking. It, yeah, it, it was, man, it was just a, a real great movie. And uh, I'm pretty sure you stepped away because I I did a whole spiel and I asked you how you could be reached, but uh, I'm not gonna fucking fake like that didn't happen. Oh, so if oh, somebody, I, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. My daughter really, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the bell of the podcast real quick. My daughter literally walked downstairs, walked up, and started chiming in on our conversation, <laughs> and I had to mute the thing <laughs> and send her away. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like saying, yeah, like she was like, "No, I'm not, Daddy." Did you hear her oh, in the background? Yeah. She's all, all the way like, she was like, she was like, yeah, she's like, she's like, she's like that's not a punk," and I'm like, "No, no, no, no," <laughs> which Yo, is my sister. Oh my that's hey, my Daddy daughter's on. Yeah, Daddy duties don't stop. But I was just saying, basically, like if someone had questions to ask you, if they feel inspired. If they want to know more of what you got going on, is there any way for the people to reach you, or do you not want them to bother? And the social medias, you can find me. That's E-V-E-N-T-D-O-O-M. You can find me on any of the social medias on that. And if you message me, except for Vine, I don't have Vine reinstalled. Because nobody fucks with that anymore. But um, if you hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, or any of that, 
you can hit me up and I will be more than happy to have a conversation with you. I'm always down for a good conversation. You know, like if you're coming with just conversation and you want to, you know, like anything that I said or whatever, you want to debate with me or talk with me or you have a different point of view, I'm always willing to hear a different point of view, you know, because that could change my mind on a subject or it can enlighten me on a subject and give me your point of view or a point of view that I've never seen before. So please hit me up on e at even doom on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and so yeah. But who messaged people on Snapchat? I don't want I don't want your conversations to disappear. Hit me up on uh Twitter or Instagram or um you know whatever doesn't matter. I'm I'm always down. So you can follow me on all three. Okay, man, man, I appreciate that. I hope that uh. People are coming to you more for knowledge rather than debating. We we have enough debating in the world. But, like, I'm definitely, when I have questions, because I'm going back now. I'm watching The Winter Soldier right now. I'm watching all these movies because they're rerunning them. So I'm watching all the movies and trying to learn as much as possible for it to make sense to me of Infinity Wars. And I'm probably going to go watch Infinity Wars another two times. Like, it really is. Isn't Infinity War cool? Isn't Infinity War good, though? Yeah, it's is really it, good. It, real quick, let's 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 back. Is it is it Winter Soldier really good though? Like, haven't the Captain America's movies gotten better and better and better? <laughs> Civil War was some like Winter shit, Soldier. Bro. Yeah, yo, Civil War. If you watch if you watch Winter Soldier and then you kind of hop into Civil War, you're good. You're good. <laughs> You're good. You you yeah. get you get exactly what's going on. If you hop in blind, oh man, it's it's just like all right, all, right, all the superheroes want to play. Like it it you can watch it on its own, but you can't. But you get more out of it by watching the other movies. Definitely, like man. the fact but, that uh... you know Ant Man shows up and he's like, oh man, Captain America, like. Peggy Carter dies, and if you're a comic book fan, like, they officially announced that Agent 13, because that's all they give you in Winter Soldier is that her name is Agent 13, but that's Sharon Carter. If you read the comics, you're like, oh, Sharon Carter? You mean Captain America's long-term girlfriend? Don't. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's man. so They give you Armin Zola as a computer screen face. Like... You got Armin Zola in the first one, and you're like, oh, it's Armin Zola, but it's not. Like, Android body, television screen in the face, or in the stomach, Armin Zola, and then they kind of didn't quite give that to you, but they gave you Armin Zola on a computer face in Winter Soldier, and you're like, oh, yay, kind of the thing that I wanted, but close enough where it's not stupid, because, like, out of context, if you really think about it, a, a giant android with a with a television screen for in its stomach is stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just make yourself an android body that looked like your body? Why would you make an android with a dot for a head and a television screen for a face? That doesn't make sense. It looks fun in comics in the 60s. In modern days, you're like, why would you do that? But yeah. hey, you know, that's what you can get, man. Yeah. So, so what movies? 
So which movies do you feel like is a must-see before you watch Infinity Wars if you had to choose? Which ones do you feel like is a must-see? Man, um, before you see Infinity War, like the bare minimum, bare, the minimum, bare minimum, you would need to see, bare minimum, you would need to see Iron Man, Iron Man 2, only because it introduces Black Widow, so you, so you can understand that they kind of know each other. Actually, you know what, Iron Man 2 is optional. Iron Man... Thor 1 and 2, Black Panther, Captain America 1 and uh, 2 and 3, and Ant-Man. That's about it. And Spider-Man Homecoming. You would need to see Spider-Man Homecoming to to understand fully the, 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 and Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Oh yeah, definitely. You don't need to see Uh, shout out to Groot when he, me and my wife has been going around all week. Like I am Groot all day. His shit is pretty funny. So shout out to Groot, man. Yo, yo, yo. I mean, if you want to be a completionist, you gotta watch a lot of stuff, man. You gotta watch all the Marvel one shots movies, all. Five or six seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Runaways, all the Netflix shows. (laughs) Like, it's a bit. It's a bunch. And if my theory holds true, you might need to watch those Netflix shows. I'm just throwing that out there. Because there was a possibly photoshopped photo that leaked out that I'm not sure is the right thing. But if it is the right thing, you should probably go watch all of the Netflix shows, except for Iron Fist. You could kind of, you could kind of watch like the beginning of Iron Fist and then like maybe like three episodes in the middle and then like that last two episodes and you're good. You don't need to sit through that. It's terrible. Like the guy they got for Iron Fist is an okay actor and a shit martial artist and like, all right, here's my, here's my problem with Iron Fist. I'm going to air this out. This is some nerd shit. Iron Fist is the master of Kung Fu. Iron, Iron Fist is not the master of Kung Fu. He is, he is a master of martial arts. Like, this is probably the best fighter on the planet. Like, this dude knows everything there is to know. He punched, to get, to become the Iron Fist, the Iron Fist has to face Shaolong, the Undying, which is a dragon, punch through it, rip out its heart, and dip his fist into the chi, to become the Iron Fist. Go watch Iron Fist on Netflix and you tell me if that is conveyed at all. That this dude punched a dragon in the heart. <laughs> Dipped his yeah. fist in the chi and made his fist into something unlike iron. Because the guy in the TV show seems kind of like a regular dude who might have learned karate on a Sunday. <laughs> For the last 12 yeah. years. That's not the dude who punched a dragon in a heart and ripped out his heart and was like, I got the fire of his chi on my hands. I can punch the walls now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And we're not talking about with a gun and a team. We're talking about these niggas from 
from Shangri-La were like, yo, bro, you got to go into this. You got to go into that cave, right? And there's a dragon. And not like a man thing about a real fucking dragon. We're talking about, we're talking about like Lord of the Rings level dragon here. We're, we're, yeah. You, you got to go face smog. What you're going to do yeah. is use your Kung Fu skills to defeat this dragon. And what you need to do is you got to punch it in its heart. You got to punch through its chest, rip out its heart, and then dip your fist in its cheek. And then you will be the Iron Fist. And then <laughs> then we might recognize you. Not even you are the Iron Fist. We might recognize you as the Iron Fist. Oh, that's that's shit, some hard man. shit, man. That's some hardcore yeah. shit. It's like, yo, little white, like, I'm going to put this even further in perspective. Little rich white boy who we found on a mountain dying. We need you to, we need you to shape up, fit into society, stop getting picked on by the other kids, train yourself up, become the best martial arts in a mystical society that disappears from the face of the earth for about 10 years at a time. Go fight a fucking dragon, rip out its heart, put the chi on your hand, and then punch through walls. And then maybe, we might consider you the Iron Fist. Amazing, That's who the bro. fuck Iron Fist is in the comics. That's who Iron Fist is in the comics. I know it's like, yo, you was rich, you was lost, you got trained by much, you know martial arts, you cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But, Carl, man, we're going to wrap this up. I really appreciate all your knowledge, and I will definitely be calling you in the very near yeah, future man. to... Learn more and more and more and learn more and more about your action figure obsession. Uh, thank you, man. And, uh, thank you guys, especially if you made it to this yeah, point. If you, if you guys are still listening, you made it to this point. Shout out to people in Africa. I don't really promote the podcast like I should, but like people in Africa listen. A lot of people in Canada, people like here in Atlanta, man, people everywhere, all the family that supports it. Uh, I appreciate everybody and call. Anything else you want to say, man? Everybody, uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you a lot, man. Carl, you got anything else you want to say or are you good? Yeah, you can follow me at, uh, just Google at even, uh, if, if you see me on something that you, you're on, follow me. Fuck it. Message me. I'm, I'm with it. Like, I'm always up for discussion and debate. I'm I'm down with like you know talking to the fans and everything like I I actually enjoy that more than anything like of all the conventions that I did with the comic book stuff and all all that I just really enjoy talking to other comic book fans about you know what goes into making these things that you like like if you like pop culture if you like all these things I I'm all the way down to discuss this with you and it just and stuff we could talk sci-fi we could talk you know we could i i'm 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 well informed on a wealth of subjects whatever you want to talk about shoot it at me i'm I'm always down to talk or learn something new so if you have something that you want to bring sideways or something that i said that you don't agree with i'm i'm down to talk about it like that's that's so use use those platforms as as you know, a chance to talk to me or Reg or about anything. 
Like even even Reggie hit him up on all his social media, hit him follow his podcast, do it all. Like I'm down and you know, like hey, if you feel like you have a viewpoint that might change your minds, do it. Enlighten us. If you feel like something we said is off color, cool. Enlighten us. You know, like we're always about learning. Like I know who my cousin is. I know who I am. So uh, yeah, that's it. Hey man, this is recorded. Follow on SoundCloud. Like, subscribe. Please write a review. I need my reviews. I need my ratings, guys. Uh, go on uh, Apple Podcasts to write a review. Leave five stars if you think it's worthy of it. I'm not trying to get nothing I don't deserve, man. Carl, thank you, man. And yo, just listen to this is recorded. Peace.